Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to or welcome back to the Communicate for Good podcast. I am Erica Barnhart, your host, aka on this particular episode, the birthday girl. Yes, it is true. April 24th. I mean, you may not be listening to this on April 24th, but it will air on April 24th. And that's my birthday. I've just always been somebody who loved my birthday. I'm gonna be honest. And I've like, unlike some people who reach a certain age, which I have reached. Where you're like, I don't know, I mean, I'm getting old. I still love, I love my birthday. <laughs> I even like it numerically speaking, like 424. Yes, I am the person who like, if I'm going to go get a latte on my birthday, 100%, I'm going to be like, hi, I'm Erica, it's my birthday. We're, you know, out to dinner. They are going to know it's my birthday. And I don't know why this is, except that I feel like the moments of like pure bliss, pure joy, pure celebration are pretty few and far between. And for me, my my birthday has always been that. I, you know, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I made it another, another journey around the sun, 365 days, and I'm I'm still here. And importantly, I feel better about who I am and what I'm doing than last year. And I do. Now, if I was like, I'm slipping backward, not so sure about that. In all realms of my life, that would be something. But I don't feel that way. And and very important to me is this idea of like, who am I and how am I being of service in the world? So I wanted to take a moment to share with you like how I reflect on, you know, how I take advantage of milestones in general. And so it may not your birthday. It's probably not your birthday. If it is, let me know. We're birthday twins. But you can use my birthday as a milestone if you want, or you can think of one that's upcoming for you. But I do think that there is magic in milestones. And yes, by the way, I did have to look up the etymology of the world milestone because I'm like, is it that simple? Like it was a stone for each mile that you had walked or trudged or whatever. Yeah, it's just that straightforward. It turns out it was a Roman thing. So, so it's a milestone. Birthday is a milestone. It's not more than that, mind. You know, that's important enough. So oftentimes, oftentimes you say, what what am I going to do in the coming year? Which is like a super fabulous question. I would say it's super fab so long as you do a little looking back and celebrating how far you've come over whatever period of time. I'm just going to keep using 365, right? And, And a year, uh, because birthday, but so long as you look back and really let let it sink in all that you have done, the growth, the wins, all of it. Is this to the exclusion of acknowledging anything negative? No, it's not. It's not. But I, you know, I tend to be somebody who processes some releases as I go a lot these days. So I don't have a, a big backlog of negativity to deal with in any given moment. No, that did not come naturally. Yes, I had to learn how to do it, <laughs> if anybody's curious. But I'm pretty consistent about that, you know? And so I don't feel like I have a backlog. Also, I'm going to honor I'm gonna honor hard things that have happened. 
But I'm going to do it through the lens of how can I take that and learn from it? There are instances where I'm like, I don't know, hard pressed, that was horrible. But pretty much if I create the space, I can be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I can see this thing that allows me again to feel better about who I am and to be in more service to others. So that's the looking back. I've been talking a lot about the, the Gap and the Gain, that book by uh, Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy, just because, you know, the idea is so, so simple and it's quite powerful. So if you haven't read that, I really do recommend that you that you do. The short version is we tend to look at the gap, what didn't go well, what we didn't achieve and, and what we still haven't achieved, right? Like, so classic goal setting is we're here, we want to get there. By definition, there's a gap. So what they encourage is to constantly be looking at your wins, big and small. And let me tell you, some days I'm like, oh, it's so small, I can barely see the win. I count it anyway, right? And what you're doing is getting in the habit, you were training, this is not how they said it, but what you're doing is training your reticular activating system to notice the good, to notice the positive, not to the exclusion of the negative. Your subconscious will take care of that. And you do want to work through that, especially when it's substantive. There is significant power in it, and it gives you a lot of momentum. So even if your milestone is one day, I do this daily, sort of perpetually, just to keep momentum going, for sure. But this, I've done sort of a taking of inventory over the past year, and I like to look back so I can appreciate the present, so I can get excited about the future and what's coming. And so I did that retrospective, that backward accounting, as it were. And then I come back to this question of, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Like, I can look and see the growth over the past year. And I do this work all the time with my coaching clients, right? Because there's we're very action-oriented, right, in North American culture. And so we're like, oh, I see that goal. What do I need to do? And what we kind of gloss over, maybe because it's a bit more existential, it's like, oh, that's for the French. They're very existential. Uh, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But I think a piece of it is it's more comfortable to be like, you know, task list, to-do list, as opposed to like a to-be list. Who do I need to be to, to get there? From a leadership perspective, of course, that's a very introspective conversation to have, you know? Uh, and it's not one that you, that you maybe want to have widely. Um, that's a private conversation first with yourself and then maybe, you know, with, with safe others, with a coach, whoever that may be for you. But it is so important and it gives you different perspectives, right? So who do I want to be? Do I want to be somebody who, you know, I used to be somebody who got up, no joke, got up, rolled out of bed, and I was in my workout gear working out within like 15 minutes. Oh my golly, that's not me anymore. I need like quiet time in the morning. So you could change over time in order to achieve the same goal, right? Like working out, fitness, being healthy. Yep, all of those things. Who do I want to be? And that's the big thing. It's not about me. Who, who do I need to be? Sure, you could ask that. And sometimes it is like, I need to level up. But I would say that question, who do I need to be, lends itself more to a skill set upgrade. Who do I want to be is a mindset upgrade to a great extent. Now, I do want to mention something that feels important, which is I can ask these questions and have almost free reign because of the privilege I walk through life with. I am a, you know, middle-aged white woman, Protestant, which matters in North America, all of these things. And so I do have great latitude to choose. And I just want to say for people of color, people living in marginalized communities, people who are marginalized in whatever way, Sometimes those choices are are limited, 
right? So I just, it felt important to say this isn't, not everybody has complete free choice. And yet the questions are still worth asking. It just might be that the getting there, it will by definition have to look different because of the world we live in. So I wanted to acknowledge that there is a piece of privilege in this line of questioning that felt important to note. <laughs> so who do who do I want to be? You know, who do I want to be? And when I work sometimes with leaders, you know, in coaching capacity, and it's like, who am I to get to decide who I want to be? And I'm like, who are you not to? Again, yes, there are structural barriers, and we're going to talk about those for sure, right? Like we talk about those things come up. I can't do X, Y, Z because the world is like this. You, you're still entitled to ask the question. I want to be. No one needs to give you a permission slip to ask this question for yourself. And no one will have better answers than you. No one, regardless, is going to have better answers than you. So I think this is distinction between skill set and mindset upgrade, which, you know, when I'm working with clients, we're always distinguishing between those two. It would seem like that, you know, like that's a really obvious distinction, but sometimes it can be a little sneaky. So when you look like, I would make a, who do I want to be? Who do I need to be? And then what are the things underneath each of those, right? So like in a leadership capacity, oftentimes, because I'm focused on communication as a way to become a more effective leader, you know, things like, you know, I want, I want slash need maybe to become a better listener. I need to become a better public speaker. I would say this is often phrased as a need rather than a want. I, I don't come across many people who are like, I want to do that. Sounds amazing. Let me do this thing that I'm terrified of. <laughs> if this is on your list, listen to the three-part series, episodes 78 through 80, which are all about how to become a competent public speaker. Because if you, if this is on your list, you can do this, I promise you. So public speaking, other things that come up, and I think of them as skill set upgrades, asking questions, right? It's interesting, you know, I was just, uh, I was just teaching um, a course on leadership and communication, um, and we read an article by a woman whose last name is Brannon. I'm doing this from memory, so I might have that wrong, but we'll put it in the show notes. And, and it's quite a, you know, it's actually from 1995, so some things have definitely changed, right? How we think about gender as a construct has definitely changed. Some of the pieces still feel so relevant, which is that women, you know, people who identify as women or socialized as women are trained. We train ourselves. We train each other to ask a lot of questions because what we're trying to do is harmonize. These are gross generalizations, but in general, we're trying to harmonize, right? We want, we want people to get along. So we ask a lot of questions because then you get the information and then you can navigate. Men who are socialized as men, like it's kind of about a hierarchy thing. And so having the answers is very important. And when you look at the research, it's pretty fascinating like male leaders w will think that um, women have less self-confidence and are less able to be decisive precisely because they ask more questions. You're like, well, they ask so many questions, so they don't have the answers, right? And so this has like very actionable implications. Like just really think about that. Because right now, you know, there's this book that I've talked about before called A More Beautiful Question. And it is basically saying, like, the questions are where it's at because you get that clarity. And so the question thing is, is an interesting topic, I would say. And I do feel like there is an emergent trend or an acknowledgement of how on earth would one leader or a team of leaders have all the answers? That's hubris. 
right? Now, in certain situations, yeah, do you need to have the answers? Of course you do. Is this a balance? Of course it is. It is a balance between having the answers and asking the questions. But it is a balance. And so if you're out of balance in that regard, this is a skill set thing. Mindset, right, is, you know, what I was talking about in the opening is a classic example earlier in this episode about is my mindset a gap mindset or a gain mindset? Am I looking at what I don't have, what didn't go well, negative, negative, negative? Or I'm going to say like, that happened and. That happened and. Where's the gain in that? That's a mindset shift, okay? So some people, me, do, do this work a lot, right? Like the pausing, the reflecting to be grateful for the present so that we can prepare, like get excited about the future. But it behooves all of us to take these magical milestone moments and ask this question, because again, every, all of us deserve to ask the question about who do we want to be? And it's, you know, last year I had like a milestone, milestone birthday. This one has a one after it. So sort of like still a birthday. And now, you know, I love me my birthday, but it doesn't have quite the same verb. The last one did. And so I did a big pause. I did a lot of blessing and releasing of things that were no longer serving me. And really embracing who I wanted to be. And it was not always comfortable. There's still moments where I'm like, really? Uh, And I'm like, yeah, that is who you want to be, right? That is who you you, you made these choices. This is who you want to be. Now, could I change my mind? Yeah, right? Like I used to be somebody who rolled out of bed at like 5 a.m. And was like, let's do this Nordtrax thing, you know, by 5.13 or go on a run or whatever it was. So you also get to choose. And you can choose to change. That is also yours to decide. So I invite you as somebody who I know, because you're a listener of this podcast, so I know that you are making the world a better place. And what I know about that work is that sometimes it can be draining. Sometimes it can be draining. So my gift to you, my birthday gift to you for my birthday, whatever you choose to quote unquote celebrate with me, meaning whenever you listen to this episode, is that you give your gift, you give yourself the gift of pausing, asking this question, and just seeing what you learn. Like, what do you really want? Who do you want to be? And sometimes who do you need to be, right? There, there are elements of that, and they're not mutually exclusive. One of the things that was most striking to me when I looked at like my reflections from last year to this year is last year that, like I said, there was a lot of blessing and releasing. Mm, some shifts, right? For sure. And this year, it's much more like, ah, I just want more of this, right? More. And not like piling it on more, just kind of if life rolled along nominally like this, I'm good. I, I'm good. I don't, do I have aspirations? Yes. Uh, I'm ambitious by nature. And so I'm always going to want to be trying and experimenting, um, but that's in a doing. In terms of my being, I feel pretty content in a lot of ways. And that's like a really, that makes this milestone, birthday, <laughs> pretty magical for me. And I will say one of the things that I'm most grateful for is that I am surrounded both personally and professionally uh, with people like you who are so committed to making the world a better place, are making the world a better place. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you so much. If you want to do this work and take, you know, this exploration, but it feels 
daunting or, you know, you want to talk it out or whatever, and you want someone to do that with, I love doing this work. It's important work. You deserve, you deserve to have the space created. So book a discovery call with me and let's discover who you want to be. Do good, be well, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.claxon.communicationnos.com.